0: That's 800-753-8534 or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503 225 0860 or 866 536 7469. I think I've been seeing a lot of political stuff on the internet. I think it's because we just had an election day or something. What was it yesterday here in the state? I don't know. I don't follow that. I don't follow politics that much. But when it sits there in my face and I just, ugh, I just try to find something else to talk about. You know, because you know, sometimes politicians like to sprinkle their speeches and statements with words like diplomacy and peace and equality and all this stuff. But it doesn't ensure in so doing that they really mean what they say. I think we've realized this right now, right? You understand. I mean, in fact, it, it's such eloquent talk. And it could be a cover up for the real intentions that they have, which may be the very opposite to diplomatic solutions and peaceful coexistence to solving the world's problems. See, the realm of politics, actions count more than words. And I see no action. All I see is Trump camping out in people's brains, especially the liberal left. A good point in this case, where we're hearing about the sprinkling of diplomacy, peace, and equality, is when Joe Biden, I I think it was back in uh, 2021, it was uh, February 4th, 2021, Joe Biden said during a talk at the State Department, he said, quote, diplomacy is back at the center of our foreign policy, end quote. Then he repeated the same message a few months later in a speech at the United Nations on September 21st, 2021, saying that, quote, we're opening a new era of relentless diplomacy and pledging that we are not seeking a new Cold War or a world divided into a rigid block. And to what we understood, Mr. Biden made the following commitment. He said, we must double, redouble our diplomacy and commit to political negotiations, not violence, as the tool of first resort to manage tensions around the world. Even uh, he he actually quoted um, the opening words of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights back in 1948. He said, The equal and inalienable rights of all members of the human family is the foundation of freedom, justice, and peace in the world. (laughs) Now, you know, check me if I'm wrong, but I I just think the good old dark brandon administration has de facto abandoned the search for the common good of all countries. I mean, all those words are now hollow because we're in a proxy war. People are dying horrible deaths, and and here at a time we are paying for the continued filling of the coffers of a corrupt country, Ukraine. In the eyes of his supporters, Joe Biden has been a champion of diplomacy, a great leader for equality, an alleged hero who has tackled the greatest existential threat to the planet, climate change. An existential threat to the planet is climate change, climate crisis, global warming, whatever they want to call it. He, along with Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, are often doomsaying about our future in the climate crisis. Ten years, twelve years, who knows? That's all got. That's all the time they say we have left. The hourglass is, you know, dropping the sand, and they keep reminding us that global warming is real, and that it's the fault of our way of life that it has to change in order to force some dystopian sustainability ideal that we know includes depopulation of the planet. Net zero, right? Or the idea of, of zero carbon? Zero carbon means we die. It means plants die because we give off carbon, carbon dioxide. Um, we breathe in the oxygen. We give carbon dioxide to the plants. The plants then give us oxygen. It's it's a, it's a nice exchange, but they want to destroy it. They keep reminding us that climate change is real. Climate change. We need to do this. More jobs. This is what's going to do. Blah, blah, blah. Promise. Promise. Blackmail. Gaslight. Everything they do. And people are still believing it. A lot of people are. Because I hear it all the time. I hear it used in, in TV shows. I hear it used in movies. got to be climate change. Blah, blah, blah. No. No. It, it, it just keep reminding us of all this when we have wars we're fighting. When these wars are depopulating the planet and destroying the environment. I mean, the the, the wars they're fighting in right now are in direct contrast to the scolding we get about how we're all in this conspiracy to destroy the planet together wars destroy the environment they eat up energy they eat up fuel they eat up energy they, they burn uh, they burn fuel a lot of fuel and they make places uninhabitable after the use of chemical biological and nuclear weapons the proxy war in ukraine whether you like it or not is destroying our way of life here in america and now we are going to see some tragic results of the war, as we have heard about the terrible release of radioactive fallout from depleted uranium. When radioactive material is released in the atmosphere, it falls to Earth in the rain. It's ac- It's acidic rain. It's, it's some of which is. It's absorbed by the plants. It's absorbed by the soil. Cows eat the plants. They give milk. Animals eat the eat the plants. They there are meats on the table. They're full of cesium and strontium and they're full of all kinds of radioactive uh you know you look at uh if it falls as snow it's even worse because the snow settles uh and then it it it, the the uh, radioactive material settles in the ice and then there's heavier sediment which collects in glaciers which concentrates the levels of nuclear residue so when it all melts goes into the water goes into the land You know, the Chernobyl disaster of 1986, by far the most devastating nuclear accident to date, released vast clouds of radioactive material, including cesium, into the atmosphere, causing widespread contamination and acid rain across northern Europe for weeks afterwards. So, of course, my curiosity was piqued after the attack on the depot in Ukraine. Uh, You know, the depot that had the depleted uranium shells. I was curious about where the radioactive dust was going to go where it will all settle because, you know, that stuff goes up into the atmosphere and who knows where it's going to come down. Well, we know that prevailing winds are going to push most of it in certain areas, but we know that it goes up into the atmosphere and it's just kind of like, it's this cloud that just goes around and around and around and around. And one day it decides to all fall down and you don't know where it's going to land because by then it's, it's, it's so small about the size of a grain of, a grain of sand or salt. You don't even, you don't even notice it, but it's there.